0: I don't think I've ever been to Connecticut Point Beach before.
1: No, I haven't either, Ray, but it's a pretty spot right here at the mouth of the Providence River in Rhode Island.
0: Now you can see the city of Providence to our north, and there's Bristol, Rhode Island across the water to our east. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect summer's day to be here
1: at the beach. It is, but we're not staying here very long. Uh Our destination is a little over a half mile out there on the water. Oh, I'm guessing you're talking about the lighthouse. Not just any lighthouse. That's Connecticut Lighthouse. It's old. Historic, the history is both dark and lonely, and if we're to believe the Coast Guard, the Connecticut Lighthouse is haunted. Hello, I'm Jeff Belanger, and welcome to episode 307 of the New England Legends podcast.
0: And I'm Ray Osier. We're glad you've joined your buddies, Jeff and Ray, to explore this strange place called New England. We're always on the hunt for ghosts, monsters, aliens, roadside oddities, and all the weird history that makes New England like no other place. So many of our story leads come from you, so please reach out to us anytime through our website.
1: And we'll go looking for the ghosts of Connecticut Lighthouse right after this quick word from this sponsor.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, and the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my Darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash p60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on. And if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. Betterhelp.com slash p60. There's a link for it on today's program guide.
1: So as I said, we're not staying here at the beach very long, Ray. In fact, there's our ride right over there. Where the the
0: rowboat? Well, it's it's technically a dinghy. Oh, Okay, yeah. Somehow that's even worse, Jeff. <laughs>
1: Come on, it's not that far to the lighthouse. Let's uh, let's get rowing.
0: I can see the Kennewick Lighthouse up ahead. It's mm-hmm. uh, sitting on a few rocks. Uh, Can you even call that an island? No,
1: you really can't. I mean, it's basically a foundation for the lighthouse.
0: Yeah, it's painted white with black trim. Almost looks like a spark plug in the ocean. Yeah, right. I can see there's a small dock off to the side.
1: Yep, that's right where we're aiming.
0: There's a lot of rust around here. Yeah. Clearly no one lives here.
1: No, it's been automated by the Coast Guard for many
0: years now. I can't imagine living here. There's nowhere to go except walk around the building. You're really stuck in a lighthouse that's like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, And thankfully, it's a pretty short boat
0: ride. I mean, only about 10 minutes or so, and you can get to the nearest shore. All right, so here's a little more background on the Conimicent Lighthouse. It's technically located in Warwick, Rhode Island. Right. And it sits at the mouth of the Providence River. A lighthouse was first placed here in 1868, just after the Civil War, to protect the ships navigating the sometimes shallow shoals in these waters. In 1883, this more modern lighthouse, built of cast iron, replaced the original light. It's 58 feet tall and includes the keeper's quarters and the light at the top. And that pretty much sums it up. And today... It's rusting and haunted, and to
1: find out why, let's head back to 1922 and meet the Lighthouse Keeper.
0: It's early June of 1922 here off the coast of Warwick, Rhode Island. Warren G. Harding is the President of the United States. My Man by Fanny Bryce is the number one song on the wireless. The World War ended almost four years ago, so it's still a time of rebuilding and peace. The shipping lanes around Providence are busy. Here at the Conimicant Lighthouse, the work is tedious
1: but critical. Ellsworth Smith is the lighthouse keeper. He lives here with his 30-year-old wife, Nellie, and their two sons, Russell, age 2, and Ellsworth Jr., age 5. They tend to the light, especially at night and during storms. And the waters here at the mouth of the Providence River can be shallow. I mean, ships have run aground before, and it can be a dangerous
0: stretch to navigate. Still, living in these small quarters with young boys full of energy is tedious and cramped. Though they've lived here for about a year now, Nellie is getting stir-crazy. She asked her husband if they could rent a small place on shore where she and her children can live while he's at the lighthouse. But Ellsworth says they can't afford it.
1: Yeah, lighthouse keepers don't make much money. But they do get free living quarters so they can save their pennies. Now, if Ellsworth had to rent a place on the mainland, there wouldn't be much left.
0: Each day, Nellie grows more despondent. She's even threatened suicide. But Ellsworth figures this is just a phase. They don't intend to live here forever, just until they can save enough money to make their next move. It's ironic, but the nicest
1: days here are actually the most brutal. But what do you mean by that? Well, when the sun's shining and there's good visibility, there's really not much need for a lighthouse. What's worse is you can see so
0: much life and excitement just a short distance right over there on the shore. Take a look. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. There's people having fun at the beach. There's the city of Providence to the north. Oh, and check that out. You can see Rocky Point Amusement Park from here, too. Yeah. When the wind blows in the direction, you can hear people squealing on the rides. And meanwhile,
1: the Smith family are stuck in this metal cone. It's a tiny little prison on a crop of rocks in plain view of everything. But you might as well be on the moon because you just can't get there. Yeah, this is depressing. Yeah, the tide comes in the tide goes out, the sun sets, the sun rises, life out there on land goes on, life in here is stuck in one vicious cycle. Tend to the light, polish the rails, feed the family with the food you have, and do it all again
0: tomorrow. The kids are bored, Nellie's bored, but this is the life they're stuck in. It's Saturday, June 10th. Ellsworth announces he needs to take the boat to shore to get supplies, but he'll be back in the evening. He's left Nellie in charge of tending to the lighthouse, which isn't asking much considering the weather's fine today. Nellie watches Ellsworth row the boat to shore. As Ellsworth and his boat turn into a smaller
1: and smaller dot on the water heading to shore, Nellie turns back toward the living quarters in the lighthouse. She finds Ellsworth's keys. She walks over to the supplies cabinet. And she removes some poison pills from a bottle she gathers her two boys and tells them it's candy. They should swallow it down. Her youngest does as he's asked. Nellie also swallows one of the pills, but her oldest son finds the taste unbearable and he spits it out.
0: Oh, this is terrible. The youngest, Russell, soon falls unconscious. Though Nellie is feeling weak, she lifts him and lays him on the kitchen table. Over in the corner, Ellsworth Jr. is pale and holding his stomach. Nellie seems faint now. She stumbles a few steps and collapses on her bed.
1: It's 6 p.m. and Ellsworth is hitching his boat back up to the dock of Connecticut Lighthouse. He enters the living quarters and immediately finds his young son lying lifeless on the kitchen table he turns to the bedroom to see nelly lying eerily still
0: when he approaches he sees she's also dead uh... the sound of ellsworth jr catches his father's attention his son is clearly in bad shape ellsworth lifts his son into his arms and carries the boy back down to the boat hitched to the dock. It takes less than 10 minutes for Ellsworth to reach the mainland. Ellsworth calls for help.
1: Junior is raced to the hospital. Now, ever the responsible lightkeeper, he notifies
0: authorities that Conimicant Light won't be in operation tonight. Ships and boats must be warned. With his duties out of the way, the doctors act quickly, and within a few hours, it's clear the boy will recover. He spit out most of the poison, which saved his life. Meanwhile,
1: Ellsworth explains to police the scene he found back at Connecticut Lighthouse. After a day in the hospital, Ellsworth brings his son to his sister's house to recuperate. The police recover the bodies of his wife and son. Ellsworth can't bring himself to go back to his
0: duties. And that brings us back to today. Back in 1939, control of every lighthouse in the United States was placed under the control of the Coast Guard. However, at Kinnemikit Lighthouse, civilian keepers stayed on until the late 1950s. In 1957, the last civilian keeper, a man named Powell, died at the station. So that's three deaths at the lighthouse if we're keeping score. We are keeping score. <sighs> right? In 1960, an electrical cable was run to Kinnemikit Lighthouse, and the light went fully automated. But strange stories did turn up.
1: Back in 2006, a Coast Guardsman named Paul Baptiste gave an interview where he mentioned he had to relieve the civilian lighthouse keeper of Connecticut Point Light back in 1955. He slept in the storage room. After his first night in the room, the keeper's wife asked him if he'd seen any ghosts. She said the ghost of the former keeper's wife still haunts the place.
0: Oh, yikes. So people were talking about it being haunted at least as far back as 1955. Yeah, that's what it would seem. And today, the lighthouse is rusting away. I mean, it clearly needs some TLC. Lighthouses are iconic along the New England coast. They mark
1: waypoints for travelers, and each has its own light signature. And many of them date back many decades, and sometimes even a century or more. Now, while walking the beach, we stare at these beacons, we photograph them as so many did before us, and we imagine what life inside must have been like. The haunting of Conimicant Lighthouse shows us Sometimes our sanity can't survive the isolation. And that will forever haunt
0: us. So many lighthouses, so many haunting stories. So true.
1: And that brings us to After the Legend, where we take a deeper dive into uncharted waters and sometimes
0: veer off course. After the Legend is brought to you by you our Patreon patrons. This legendary group of people understand great content isn't free. We can't do this without any of them. If you've been enjoying our journeys together over the years, please consider helping out so we can do even more. It's just 3 bucks per month, and that gets you early ad-free access to new episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. Just head over to patreon.com slash newenglandlegends to sign up.
1: And if you'd like to see pictures of Connecticut Lighthouse, historic ones too, click on the link in the episode description or navigate your way over to our website and click on episode 307. So yeah, lighthouses, they must all be haunted.
0: All of them. Yeah. I mean, something horrific happened in every lighthouse or around it or around it. Perhaps Because that's why the lighthouse is there. Have you seen the movie? I think we talked about this movie with uh, Willem Dafoe. Yes.
1: And Uh, um, the guy that played Batman. Yeah. Uh most recently. Yes. Patterson.
0: Pat Robert Rob Patterson. Yeah. 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 Um you don't know him. It's Robert. Bob. His friends call him Bob. Bobby. (laughs) Bobby. 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 Uh that was just like this. It was people that just ended up going insane because uh they were living in such tight quarters. And it was polishing the rails and tending to the light. That's it.
1: That's it. And in that movie, by the way, that lighthouse was on an island. Yes, this is a little bigger. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. It's on a rock. Like you, you're either you're walking on the lighthouse, and that's it. Yeah, Um, I guess at low tide you could make your way on those giant rocks they put out for jetties and things. Yep, but just a couple of them. There's no room to do anything.
0: Swimming, I suppose. (laughs) Right. I mean,
1: yeah, but it's just.
0: You know, if you, two young boys, yeah. you know,
1: you've got, you've got kids. Oh, I, I imagine. freak
0: out if we're anywhere near water. Yeah. Well, forget
1: the water. Like, but, imagine like, oh yeah, like you're in this room, right. For, for a year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. It was almost like COVID. It was almost like COVID. <laughs> right. Except you can go in the yard, a whole house in a yard. Yeah, yeah. You could go to a park, you could go in the woods, but yeah, no. And um, they were just stuck. And, and this was a, a person that didn't ask for it. Lighthouse keepers, they started bringing their families because For that very reason, Mm. like out there all alone, it was, it was too much. Yeah. But with your family, you stood a chance, but oh, no one
0: asked for that. Those kids didn't ask for that. Right. I need some company. I'm bringing my family. But then after three days, it's like, can I send them home now? Well well, done. Or your family. And so this
1: woman had a Nellie had a long history. Um, Apparently she had become more despondent throughout the year. She hated it, wanted to live on shore, but they didn't have the money for that. Mm. So I get it. Um, You know, it's, it's a special type of person that could be a lighthouse keeper. Which is why it's all automated now, because right? <laughs> there's so so many stories like this. This isn't unique. Yeah,
0: we've done other haunted lighthouse stories over the years. How many places do you think share equally the beauty and the horror? Oh yeah, you know That's what a good I mean. Question. Yeah, because we like you like you said in the in the podcast we um we or uh, in the story we take pictures of lighthouses. We, do. we stand. We can't in help them. it. We think they're beautiful. Let's yeah. go see the lighthouses on the Cape. Yep, and you take the tour. Um, and then at the same time, a lot of horrible things happen in these things. Yeah. 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 Or, or nearby in the
1: water for sure. So, so it's when you're, if you're somewhere on a beach or whatever and you see a lighthouse, can you not take a picture? Do you take a picture? You a right. lighthouse. You're like, oh, I'm like Ansel Adams. Let me just get me really, <laughs> let me really line this one up. You know, you're suddenly like, yeah. you're like, oh, this, maybe this will be like a print I'll get made and put it. And then you look at it. You're like, A eh,
0: postcard. It's, yeah. It's a lighthouse. Somebody's going to buy this. Yeah. Um, speaking of pictures and lighthouses, didn't Frank just do an interview about yeah. his uh, photography when it came to lighthouses? Our
1: buddy Frank Grace. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, um, he photographs creepy places or
0: Places that are pretty and makes them look creepy, right? But it was specifically lighthouses. I think this interview that okay. I just saw with him. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. He's kind of, his. He's kind of a big deal. He does calendars. Yeah, um, got a calendar. Oh, it's it's May. So uh, I just like that picture so much I didn't want to. Yeah, I'm gonna.
1: Okay, I'm gonna fix Ray's right fixing now. the haunted Only New England calendar. You always
0: bring this up from time to time, it's, and then uh, uh, I always forget to do it. So it's, do you, it's two months, June?
1: two months back. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Not too bad.
0: Smith's Castle. Yeah, missed that oh, oh, one. Oh, 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 my God. Are you serious? Oh, that's right. July is a lighthouse. Portland that is Headlight. Portland Headlight. And this Maine. is so weird. All mm, these little
1: coincidences. See, and here we are. So uh, there was one more story related to um, uh Lighthouse. So in the summer of 1960, the officer in charge, Sammy Harris, and a man named Mickelson, awoke to find bloody footprints leading from the boat landing right into the kitchen oh, no. of the lighthouse. Yeah, I know. Uh, so the two men, um, they were like, "Okay, what's going on?" They, they, it doesn't take long to check out a facility of this size. It's not very big. Mm. There's no one in there, but there's the bloody footprints. And uh, the best they figure, other than uh, if they're not going to believe in ghost stories, is that there was a, a poacher who mm. was out, you know, you know, getting fish or clams or whatever in the yeah. in the in the bay in the harbor and and um, got hurt, went into the lighthouse to get first aid supplies and then left and they did say um, after that they did lock the door at night cuz <laughs> i can imagine yeah. you stay at a place like that. do we really need to lock the door i mean who's going to show up
0: now uh, were their footprints going out they saw their I footprints know. going in I, I read you
1: what what they had mm. so uh yeah no that's that's i mean imagine that you're like you're like okay i know like people have died here and yeah. and like committed suicide because they couldn't take it and then you wake and you see bloody footprints i'd be like they just stop at the table checkmate
0: yeah yeah, (laughs) all done
1: yep and how do you uh, spend the night uh just set that thing on autopilot and we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna just row the boat to uh the beach there and yeah get some uh, dell's lemonade and (laughs) narragansett beer and have some clam fritters
0: yeah and with that one more one more uh, oh, go ahead. comment yeah. here
1: uh, the story of the murder suicide was reported in the New York Daily News June 11th 1922 so this event did make uh, news pretty far and wide um, because it is so tragic and I think it's so relatable you know like everybody can just imagine what that life must be like mm. and that and then add family members to that right and little kids and yeah it wouldn't be easy for sure tragic tragic tale. Haunting tale and that lighthouse is still out there rusting in the water.
0: Be sure to subscribe to our podcast because, hey, it's free and we don't want you to miss anything. Each Monday, we bring you a tale from our vault and some new commentary and each Thursday, a brand new episode. We grow because of you. So please tell your friends about us. Post this episode on your social media and post a review for us. It helps us quite a bit.
1: We'd like to thank our sponsors. Thank you so much to our Patreon patrons. And our theme music
0: is by John Judd. Remember, until next time. No. <laughs> until right.
1: next time, remember, <laughs> the bazaar
0: is closer than you think.